Today is a special day where we honor Dad. And I've called our sermon for today a tribute to Dad. And uh, the verse I want to start with is Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. It says, Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. The glory of children is their fathers. Proverbs 17, verse 6. This is kind of a two-part message. So the first part is an earthly tribute. And uh, I want to start off by honoring my dad. He'll probably watch this video at some point. So, dad, this is to you. My dad faithfully raised me in God's ways by instruction, by correction, and by his own example as well. He diligently had his own devotions with the Lord. I clearly remember them. Every single day I could hear my dad where he was having his time with God. And he also faithfully led our family in devotion times once, sometimes twice a day in those times where we got together as a family saying we read the word of the Lord together. He worked hard to provide for my family. Lazy was never a word anybody would use for my dad. He worked super hard and still does. He went above and beyond for our local church. And even though he was always busy, he still took us three boys on adventures. He took us, I remember him taking us to go hiking, canoeing, fishing, and other things, things that my dad did with us. And I remember him also taking other children at the, along with us sometimes, kids who didn't have a dad at home. And he would take us together with us boys and we'd go do something with those kids as well. And he was not, and he still is not perfect. Sorry, dad, I made that public. But his example stands to me still in my life as one of the strongest of how a dad faithfully walks with the Lord before his children. He's an awesome example. And so to all you dads out there as well, this is a tribute for you and I guess for me and for all of us. So first, thank you for your sacrifice. Being a dad is a sacrifice. Maybe you exchanged your cool car for a minivan. Been there. You gave up time with your friends for time with your kids. You gave up sleep in order to stay up and get stuff done. Maybe you gave up sleep because mom needed help with the kids and she was tired, and so you gave up sleep there too. Being a dad is a sacrifice, and you can think back, all of you dads, to some things that you gave up sacrificing, and maybe you grown-ups, all of us you know, who had a dad, can look back and say, you know, my dad gave up stuff for my life. Dads do sacrifice. And we honor dads for significant sacrifices that they make for us. We honor dads for helping us. Dad is often the one who fixes the bike chains, who fixes the broken toys, maybe who helps with, you know, other, other problems in life. He's often not the band-aider. He's not the one who makes you feel better, but dad just plain fixes stuff. And dad is, is often the helper that way. And so we honor dad for being a problem fixer in our life. My dad was certainly that to me. We honor dad, just like the video said, for making us a priority, for handling things with care. Uh, or Sorry, handling things with care is second to handling your kids with care. That's what they said up there on the screen. And that is a really important point that we say this, and I've said this from the pulpit, and I say this to my kids all the time. People are always more important than things. And to us dads out there, that's an encouragement to us. Our, 
our kids, our families have to take priority over the stuff that's in our life. The stuff lasts for however long it was made to last for. If it's made out of metal or stone, it'll last quite a while. Plastic, mm, other things, not very long. Guess how long our families last for? Forever. They are eternal. And they are far more valuable than any stuff in our life. And so dads, our priorities show our families what matters most. Our children will learn this from us. They will remember our example and they will either strive to become like us in how we lived or they will strive to never be like us. And may they strive to be like us because we had the right priority, that being God and our family and the thing that mattered more than stuff. Yeah, we take care of stuff. That's important. But God and our families will always be more important eternally. So we honor those dads in our lives, those ones who showed us the right priorities. Thank you for teaching us. We honor dads for teaching us. It took patience. Now that I have children, they will ask, hey, dad, can I help you with that? And I love it. And it's a work in progress. It is difficult for dad to step back and allow a child to help knowing that it will not go as smoothly as if he did it on his own, and it will take longer. But you know what? One day, our children will be more capable than we are. Right? One day, they will be where we are. One day, we will have gotten older, more frail, less able, and they will be the ones doing things. And so we are their teachers in many ways in how to do stuff and how to fix things because we're the fixers. I'm not saying you moms are not. But dads are oft, often, not always. We don't put everybody in the same box, but typically dads are the ones who fix the problems. So we, anyways, we honor you dads for taking time. Patience. I remember my dad saying, come along, you know, I'm building this shelf. You want to come down in the basement and help me? Or we did a huge renovation project as a church and made a, a building the church owned into a, a missionary apartment for missionaries who came through. And my dad headed that one up and he would have me come along and help him. I was... I don't know, maybe eight, 10 years old. And I'm sure I wasn't a very big help, but he would have me come and spend time with him. And I learned a lot of what I know how to do today just from being with dad. It was awesome. Dads, thank you for being willing to apologize. You know, we can hear lists like this and we can watch a video like that and we can go, well, that's a really good feeling video, but, but maybe that's not me. Maybe I've failed. Maybe I have messed up. And we dads and moms can easily recognize our failures, times when we didn't sacrifice, times when we weren't helpful, times when we had wrong priorities, times when we lost our patience because our children were getting on our nerves and we were trying to get stuff done. We all have these moments of imperfection. And yet these times of failures can be the greatest examples to our kids. When we get it wrong, it can be the best example to them. Maybe, like Proverbs 24, 16 says, we were a righteous person who got back up when we messed up. Proverbs 24, 16. Or we ask for forgiveness from them. And that shows our need for Christ and helps our kids know what they should do when they fail. Again, our failures are great opportunities for teaching moments. Or... Maybe they watched us become stubborn, never apologize, blame other people. 
All of these things are learning moments for our kids when we messed up. And so the encouragement and the honor is for us dads to show our children how to ask for forgiveness. Be willing to do that when we make mistakes. I remember one very vivid time when my dad did make a mistake. I don't even remember what it was about, but I remember I got corrected when I think it was supposed to be my brother who got corrected. And, and I remember my dad coming to me and said, I got it wrong. Will you forgive me? And that still stands out to me. I still remember where I was standing in my room growing up. And I remember him saying those words to me. And that made an impact on what I should do as a dad to ask for forgiveness. And it's not easy but it's what we need to do to show our children an example. And now we turn focus this morning because there is one dad who we want to especially honor today. And he's our heavenly father. I was struck recently with the Lord's prayer. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, said, teach us how to pray. And how did Jesus start that prayer in Matthew 6, verse 9? He said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, our Dad. He said, when you pray, come to Him like you would come to your Dad. And you honor Him. That's how the prayer starts. And then maybe you're asking for His help in a certain area, in an honoring sort of way. But Jesus said, start with my Dad. God is our Heavenly Father. He's our Heavenly Dad. And so we're going to give a tribute to our Heavenly Father in a few areas today. God does the exact same thing as our earthly fathers, but He does them perfectly. He's not like us. He is perfect. He is infallible. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4, He is the rock. His deeds are perfect. Everything He does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. He is perfect in all of his ways. Psalms 18 verse 30 says, This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. So God, our Father, some of the points that we'll look at, he is loving, he is approachable. He has our very best in mind. He's the perfect dad for all of us. He's an awesome dad. The first way we want to honor God, a tribute to our Heavenly Father, is God is patient, and His kindness never runs out. Did your dad ever get impatient with you? If you're a dad, did you ever get impatient with your kids? All right, I see some nodding heads. If we're honest with ourselves, impatience is really selfishness, right? When we're impatient, it's because we're being selfish in some way. And so we lose our patience with somebody else. God is not selfish that way. I seem to have that about every time when it comes to the end of the day and I'm thinking of the things I'm going to get done and my kids need to get in bed and it's a, a, a drawn out, extended occurrence and somehow patience seems to run thin in my life at that point. I am not a perfect dad. I am a work in progress. But this is what it says of the Lord. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient 
toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. God is patient toward you. It says this further in Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. Romans 2, 4. Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? We know that verse, but focus on the first part of it. The riches of his kindness, the riches of his forbearance, the riches of his patience. God is rich in all of these. He has an, an extra abundance of them. And this example of God is meant to lead us in that same way. When we realize we fall short in those areas, it leads us to repentance because God our Father is those things. He does not get impatient with us. He's rich in patience. God is always approachable. God our Father is always approachable. Do you remember a time in your life when you thought, I should wait to talk to my dad until he's in a better mood? Have you ever had a bad day, dads, where maybe it was better if people didn't talk to you? Maybe, if we're honest. If you're not, if your wife's sitting beside you, you can ask her. <laughs> Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Another familiar verse, Hebrews 4.16. But it does not say, Let us draw before the throne cautiously or carefully. It says, Let us draw with confidence, which means boldness. We don't have to worry whether God is in an approachable mood or not. God, our Heavenly Father, is approachable, and He says, you can come before me with confidence. You can bring your request to me. You can ask me for help with confidence. I will not get impatient with you. I am an approachable Father. God is not moody. He doesn't have bad days. Amen to that. I've heard somebody say recently, it might have been Pastor David Cook when he was doing his Sunday school. You know, the thing that is amazing about God is not as much as he is all powerful and the creator of all, but that despite all this, he has a perfect character to go along with it. Because we would be terrified of an all powerful being who was totally wicked and evil and did not have our best in mind and was not approachable. But what makes God an amazing, amazing God is he is all that. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He is, he is all that. And yet he is kind. He is loving. He is gracious. He is approachable. He's a perfect dad. He's an awesome example to all of us. God's love never fails. It does not fail. Romans 5 verse 8 says, God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for all the people of the world, and God sent his son, the Father sent his son to die while the world was sinning against him, and still does, but yet he sent his son. When we weren't measuring up, still sinning and even running away from God, he loved us and sent his son to die in our place. We call that, there's a word we have for that, unconditional love. It wasn't based on a condition of how we were. It was based on God's love for humanity. 
And John 3.16 is another familiar verse for that. God so loved the world that he sent his son. And yet the world opposed him. The world was his enemy. The world killed his son. And yet he sent his son out of love. So God the Father, his love does not fail. God has our best in mind. Always has our best in mind. Mind. I remember uh, my dad as a great example of this. And I think I try to live this way to our kids. Maybe not perfectly, but I remember my dad asking when there was food out on the table or there was dessert on the table, he would say, well, what does everybody else want? And when everybody stated what they want, he would realize what people didn't really like and he'd say, I'll eat that. To us, to him, we mattered more than the food on the table and he wanted us to have what we would enjoy. So he would eat the leftovers nobody wanted. He would take the food that people didn't want to eat because we were more important to him. And that was an awesome example of having our best in mind, just one small area of how my dad did that. What would you do if you were, excuse this terminology, but if you were the superhero of the entire universe, if you could do anything you wanted, if you could make anything you wanted, if you could be anywhere you wanted, what would you do? And yet our Heavenly Father says, I want to spend my time and energy and effort taking care of my earthly children. We are his priority in a sense, and he has our best in mind. Despite all that he could do, he has our best in mind. Matthew 7 verse 11 says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him. He will give good things to his children. Romans 8 verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Look at this. It's saying God already gave his son for you, but he carries on further than that to give you all things that are good for you. Our Heavenly Father has our best in mind. Our Heavenly Father helps us. As we've mentioned before, do you remember your dad helping you with stuff? I certainly do. Or maybe, maybe you asked for help and your dad ignored you or turned you away or laughed at you and said, you don't know how to do that on your own. We've all been imperfect. Let's read Psalms chapter 121, the whole psalm. It's not too long. Psalms 121, it says this of God. It's a song of ascents. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It comes from my dad, the creator of all. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. In other words, there won't be too much for you to handle. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God is our helper. He is our keeper. He is our protector. 
Our Father, our Heavenly Father, is always right there with us to help us. God comforts us. You may well remember a difference for those who had mom and dad at home. You might remember mom as your comforter. Better than, you know, the one who made you feel better, the one who helped you, again, the band-aider. It was interesting. We were up, up uh, northeast of Syracuse earlier this week in a place called Constantia, and there was a, a playground there with some pretty intense slides on it. And Seth got to the top of one of the slides and decided he was going to go down. So he just jumped on the thing and, and he slid down the slide. He got to the bottom of it. and I mean, he's two years old. So instead of sliding off the end and going on his feet, he came off and went <laughs> right on his back on the ground. And you know what I did? Good job, buddy. You're great. That was awesome. Sarah wasn't there at the moment. She came over later and saw him do it, and she's like, are you okay? That's the difference between mom and dad often. Dad's like, you got this, buddy. That was great. And mom's like, oh, no. That's why we have both moms and dads. But our Heavenly Father is an amazing comforter, an amazing comforter. It says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3 and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comforts. The source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles. Our Heavenly Father is right there. When we're going through trouble, if we would but turn to Him, He's there to say, it's okay. You got this. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. You don't need to fear. You don't need to be afraid or worry. I am your heavenly father. He's the source of all comforts. He knows how to use kindness. He knows how to use band-aids too when we need them. God loves us enough to discipline us. He loves us enough to discipline us. We probably remember a time in our life when we got disciplined, when we got corrected. Some of us, maybe more than others. Sometimes maybe it wasn't done perfectly, or maybe not in love, or maybe not with patience. Maybe sometimes it was. But God's discipline is always perfect. It says in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 11 and 12, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves. As a father, the son in whom he delights. So it's saying, even if you get disciplined by the Lord, it is because God delights in turning you into the right way. He delights in seeking to restore whatever has been going on in your life. Maybe you've had God refuse to give you something you've been asking him for. It happens. We pray and we pray and we pray and then it doesn't happen. Or maybe you've had him take away something that you loved, whether a person or, or a job or a place you were or something in your life that just went wrong. Maybe an animal, something that just you loved and you're like, Lord, why? Why would you do that? And yet we can trust that our Heavenly Father was either protecting us from something that we were not aware, or he was disciplining us in some area out of love. He is a good, good father, and he's trustable, and his discipline is for our good. It is not in anger, not because he, he 
doesn't want us there and pushes us away, but his discipline is to bring reconciliation. And there are many more things that we could say about our Heavenly Father, but that's the tribute that I have to God today, is an awesome Heavenly Father. And we thank Him for the sacrifice that He made in giving His Son for us on the cross. That is why we are here, is because He gave His Son for us. And, and as the video said, it's a sacrifice that allows us to call Him Dad, Father, because He sent Jesus to the cross. So today, we honor all of you dads here, but we most, at most, the highest place of honor we give to our Heavenly Father, the best dad ever. Amen? Let's pray and thank Him for being that to us. Father, you are an awesome God. You're an amazing Father. And there's so many things and so many uh, areas that I and we could join together and say thank you for. We thank you for being our dad, for being a perfect example to us of how to love, of how to give, of how to live, of what sacrifice looks like, of, of being patient and kind and long-suffering. And all these areas, Lord, you are just an awesome father, and we honor you today and for all of us dads here, we join together and say thank you. We also say, help us. Would you help us to become more like you? Help us to become more like your example of being uh, an amazing, perfect dad in areas where we fail. And we trust you, Lord, and we look to you, and we thank you, Father, in your name. Amen. Amen.